Hello, hello, my lovelies and beloved. We are on day 24. Day 24. Can you believe it? I can't even believe we made it this far. Okay. I can't believe I made it this far. So there you go. All right. Um, I'm Karen. Let us jump in. En el nombre de Padre, el Hijo, Espíritu Santo. Amén. Dios te salve, María, llena eres de gracia. El Señor es contigo. Bendita eres entre todas las mujeres y Bendito el fruto de tu vientre, Jesús. Santa María, Madre de Dios, ruega por nosotros los pecadores, ahora y en la hora de nuestra muerte. Amén. Nombre de Padre, el Hijo, Espíritu Santo. Amén. Okay, so we are on day 24. We are still with um, the great Saint John Paul II. Yes, I think we've talked so much about his greatness. I hope that you actually gave him a goog and looked up his amazing life, yes, um, so that you will love him uh, as much as I do, right? All right, there you go. So on day 24, this one is called Mary's Retreat, day one. So we talked about already how great St. John Paul II was, and we also talked about Mary's maternal mediation. So we talked a little bit about the doctrine that St. John Paul II brought from Second Vatican Council, all that stuff. So today we are going to move in a little bit of a different direction, and we are going on a retreat within a retreat, because the 33 Days to Morning Glory is literally called a do-it-yourself retreat. So within this retreat, we're doing another retreat, but it's only two days, so we're good. Um, oh my gosh, I'm knocking stuff over. This isn't even my office. Okay, so <laughs> we are on day one of this little mini retreat within a retreat. And what we're talking about is how basically all of us are on a pilgrimage of faith, right? Like we are people and we start out as infants or whatever. And at some point we enter into our faith. Mm -hmm. So maybe it was through our baptism. Maybe it was, you know, through some other um, event that you had in your life or person or whatever. And at some point you're like, hey, this faith thing is kind of, you know, kind of cool. And um, I hope that your faith is not the same today as it was yesterday or last week or last month or last year, right? Like we are continuously growing in faith. And as we do that, it's because we change, life changes, we grow, we learn, we, all of these things, right? God reveals things to us. So um, what we're talking about is on our pilgrimage of faith, we also have to remember as we go through this on Mary's retreat, we are going to talk about Mary's pilgrimage of faith. So um, we know because we have hindsight the whole story of who Jesus was and who, what Mary's role is in that. However, um, Mary did not know all of that at one time. P.S. By the way, all of you that are praying about um, discernment and what the next steps in your life are, he didn't even do that for Mary, right? He did not tell her the plan from the very beginning, um, what the whole thing was going to be, right? Um, she didn't discover her vocation and role in you know, being the mother of the whole world, <laughs> basically, all at once. It was revealed to her over her life, over through through these experiences with Jesus, all these things. So we're going to talk about this uh, journey of Mary's um, over the next three days. I think it's three days. Did I say two? It's three, right? Okay. So anyway, so this is what we're going to do so that we're going to figure out in the very end how she got to that role. And um, 
how she continues to accept it, right? So all of this was a preparing of her. So of course, um, Mary's um, retreat, right? Her journey begins, um, well, first at her immaculate conception, right? But her awareness of this um, began at the Annunciation, which is next week when we do our consecration, right? At the Annunciation, this was a beginning for her, her own awareness to say yes and her fiat to say yes to God, I will be the mother of your child. Um, and here's the thing, did she actually know what she was saying yes to? Uh, no. I mean, TBH, I don't think any mom does. When we find out that we're going to have children, of course, we say yes to life to bearing a child, whether it's raising it or not, or whatever, right? But still, I don't think any of us know what that actually entails. We, we're like, I have no idea what's going on. I feel the same way about marriage, about a, a lot of things. We commit to something, we have no clue, right? So, um, but remember, going all the way back to the beginning of this consecration, we talked about how Mary pondered these things in her heart. So, from the beginning of her awareness of this new role, this new vocation, she began to ponder things in her heart. So after this whole thing happened with um, St. Gabriel and the Annunciation, imagine, you know, I imagine she had a lot to ponder. I think I would probably call that overthinking. That's what I would do. <laughs> I don't think she did, but I would. I would go over it a hundred million times in my head. And what does that even mean? I don't even know. What? How is that going to happen? Uh, right? Like all of that stuff. Um, but she begins this pondering, right? So um, the first thing we need to remember is that at this particular moment, this is the first time that we see a Marian consecration and a Marian entrustment is what St. John Paul II calls it. At this very moment, God himself trusted his entire self to Mary, right? He entrusted his entire self to Mary um, in humility, right? Like he made the world. He made Mary. He, and none of this is because he had to, but because he desires to do these things because he is so, so good to us, right? That at this point, he himself trusted his entire being to Mary. I'm just going to tell you, if I have a question about whether or not I want to consecrate or entrust myself to Mary, I definitely think about that. And I'm like, hey, you know, if God can do it, I'm pretty sure I can do it. That's a good thing to do, right? So um, this is really like the beginning of Marian consecration, right? Like God did it first. <laughs> okay. So the next thing um, that we're talking about in Mary's journey is in Mark chapter 3, um, verses 31 to 35. And this is where Mary and Jesus's cousins are outside and they're waiting. They want to see Jesus and they send for him and call to him. And Jesus responds by saying, who are my mother and my brethren? And then looking at those sitting around him, he says, where are my mother and my brethren? Here are my mother and my brethren. Whoever does the will of God is my brother and sister and mother. So when we look at this in our not Mary attitude, we can be like, what's up with that, Jesus? Why you got to diss your mama like that, right? But the truth is, that's not at all dissing her, right? Remember, her entire life, 
she was pondering what her role and what her specific I don't, duties or um, responsibilities or how exactly she fit into this plan. And so every time Jesus said something like this, this revealed something to her about who she was and about what he was calling her to. So at this moment, he is literally telling Mary, do you know what? Spiritual brotherhood, spiritual fatherhood, spiritual motherhood supersedes biological, right? He was saying, yes, you're my biological mother and these are my biological cousins. But in the bigger scheme of things, he was saying all of us, right? All of us are his spiritual brothers and sisters, right? Because he says, whoever does the will of God is my brother and sister and mother. And so for Mary, she wasn't thinking like, oh, well, who am I then? Right? She was like, oh, okay. So think about that for a minute. So she is the literal mother of God. And then Jesus says, the whole world are my brothers and sisters. What does that do with her role? What is God telling her about her role in that moment? He's preparing her for her role in the new kingdom. So at this point, I mean, we call her right now, right? Like the queen of heaven and earth, right? But that wasn't revealed to her all at once. This was the very beginning of revealing to her. You are going to be the mother of everyone. All of these are my brothers and sisters, and you have a role to play in the kingdom of God. So, um, this was revealing to her more than right who Jesus was, who she was in this new plan. So, um, you know, Mary realized her blessings in all of these situations. There's a couple of different situations that happen um, that when she um, found him in the temple after he was. Um, missing for three days. And he said, did you not know I must be in my father's, but must be about my father's business? Like some of the times we can take these as kind of like harsh comes back, comebacks. But um, for Mary, it was all about revealing to her what her role was in what Jesus was doing. So um, the same thing with um in Luke eleven twenty seven and twenty eight, yes, eleven twenty seven and twenty eight, um, it says, uh, "A woman in a crowd raises her voice and said to Jesus, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast that nursed you.'" And Jesus responds, um, "Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it." And he says, uh, Father Gately says, at first reading, this may seem like a rebuke of Mary, but it's not. After all, who heard the word of God and kept it better than Mary? Nobody. Right? He, he was talking about her when he said, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Um, that's her, right? And she was very aware of this because her whole life she had been pondering this. And remember, without original sin, she's looking at this. And, and pondering this in the perfect will of God. So she doesn't have that sense of, of rebuke that we would get from these words. Um, and he's like blessing her, right? So um, she knew all of the little things, right? The subtleties or little things of 
um, Jesus and who he was. And every time that he revealed something to her, she became more open to it. So St. John Paul II says, um, as the messianic mission, so that means Jesus as Messiah, his mission as being Messiah of the world, as the messianic mission of her son grew clearer to the eyes and spirit, Mary herself as a mother became ever more open to that new dimension of motherhood, which was to constitute her part beside her son. So just like she did not know he was going to raise from the dead, she did not know that he was going to save the world, right? She did not know her full role, but every time that something happened with Mary in the story, he was revealing to her, you have a role in this new kingdom next to me. And, and Mary knew that, right? So um, the very last thing that they talk about, uh, Father Gately talks about, is what a joy it was for Jesus to have one disciple who fully understood him. So I'm just going to say this. How many times have we said of the disciples, like, what, what? How can you, like, first of all, like, they all saw the miracles, the whole thing, and they all ran when he was arrested, right? Okay. And we're like, what? You literally saw him perform miracles. They were asking about who's the first in the kingdom of God. All of these things, they always seemed like they didn't understand, right? But there was one disciple who truly, fully understood who Jesus was, and that was Mary. And what a joy it would have been for him to just have that one person that really understood. Okay, so, um, all right. So for today, your question that I would like you to ponder for today um, is there something that has been revealed to you over time? Has been a pilgrimage? Has been a journey? Um, and how did God reveal that to you? How did he allow you time to adjust to your new role, your new responsibility, right? Um, so think about those things where when you look back at the time, you were like, what the heck? right? But when you look back, you're like, oh yeah, now I know why that was falling into place. And know that God does that because he loves us so much and he wants, you know, good things for us. So um, there you go. Mary's retreat day one, we are walking with Mary as she's getting the revelation of who she is in um, the role of salvation, right? So uh, uh, the role of Jesus's life, um, the role of Jesus's mission. So all right, let us close in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Totally yours, Immaculate Conception, Mary, my mother. Live in me, act in me, speak in me and through me. Think your thoughts in my mind, love through my heart. Give me your dispositions and feelings. Teach, lead me, and guide me to Jesus. Correct, enlighten, and expand my thoughts and behavior. Possess my soul Take over my entire personality and life. Replace it with yourself. Incline me to constant adoration. Pray in me and through me. Let me live in you and keep me in this union always. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Tomorrow, we are going to continue on Mary's journey. Until then, remember, I love you. God loves you. And I'll talk to you tomorrow.